A man has been accused of operating a private airport in a field behind his house. An influencer died after her fans encouraged her to drink pesticide on a live video. And a man has been arrested for unblurring Japanese porn. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy, and uh, I'm here for you. A man in Minnesota is accused of operating a private airport in a field behind his house. A Twin Cities man is facing charges after allegedly carving a runway into a field behind his house and using it as a private airport, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, the nearest airport might be very far from him. Where is he? He's like, I don't want to use the regular airport. It's too far. Let me just create one in my backyard. So, and I'll, I'll just charge people to land and take off here. You want to use, hey, do you want to use the actual international airport and pay all those fees, or do you want to use Larry's airport? It's twenty five bucks to land and take off. <laughs> What's this maniac's name? Jeffrey Walker, age fifty seven, of Afton, Minnesota. He's charged with five misdemeanor counts for violating city restrictions for airstrips, takeoffs, and landings. <laughs> you know, in the city. Design these restrictions for airstrips and takeoffs and landings. Did you ever think they'd have to enforce it? <laughs> hey, you guys, should we have like rules where no one can build an airport in their driveway? Uh, do we really need that? Is someone going to attempt that? I think we should have these violations on record just in case. In case somebody tries to build an airport behind their shed. Lo and behold, this maniac did it. Jeffrey Walker doesn't care. Turns out multiple people in the area complained after observing Jeffrey and other pilots landing and taking off in airplanes on his property, which is located in a very rural area. Imagery from Google Maps shows what appears to be a homemade airstrip, <laughs> a homemade airport. Is he also selling $20 sandwiches from a cart? <laughs> Is it, in other words, is it the whole airport experience going on at Jeffrey's house, which is really just a farm, I'd imagine, on the eastern edge of Minneapolis? Prosecutors say the runway is clearly visible from the air and is listed by the Federal Aviation Administration as a private airport. He had it listed? <laughs> How did he get his homemade airport listed with the Federal Aviation Administration as a private airport? Aren't they supposed to send somebody by to check that out before they approve it as an airport? <laughs> what are you doing? The FAA. <laughs> oh, so Jeffrey sent you an email and you're like, okay, you have an airport? All right, we'll just add it to the list. <laughs> are you okay, FAA? Seriously. <laughs> or did they send a, an inspector over there? Well, you know, um, I took a look at the airport. Now, uh, I just told him he had to remove some of those trees and it would be uh, it'd be up to standards. That's all. And uh, get the cows out of the way. And, <laughs> and he, he needed to add some lights to it. He wasn't he was operating with them. Um, uh, he was lighting fires next to the runway for the nighttime landings and takeoffs. So we just had him add some lights and uh, yeah, a thumbs up on that airport, though. Pretty good for a homemade airport. I got to say it meets most of our regulations. Most of them. <laughs> Except for the uh, the air traffic control tower is a shed, uh, but he said he'd upgrade that. So we're going to give him a thumbs up, Jeffrey, on his airport. I believe it's called Jeffrey's Airport. 
Jeffries International Airport. Ah, this is hilarious. According to the court records, Jeffrey incorporated his airfield with the Minnesota Secretary of State under the name Walker Field LLC and Top Gun Aviation. Top Gun Aviation. You should have known at that moment. Prosecutors say having a private airport in rural Minnesota is a direct violation of city ordinances. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) I can't believe he got this far. This is ridiculous. Did everyone survive the takeoff and landings? I'd, I'd like to know what other shenanigans went on at Jeffrey's homemade airport. <laughs> Guys, don't give up on your dreams, all right? <laughs> An influencer has died after fans encouraged her to drink pesticide during a live stream. This is outrageous. A Chinese influencer who goes by the name Luo Zhou Mao Mao Ji died after ingesting some pesticide during a live stream at the age of 25. This was a few days ago. She was rushed to the hospital after the incident. Doctors failed to save her, and she passed away the next day. I'm looking at a photo of her, quite young and beautiful. This is very sad. Before the live stream, uh, Luo, who has more than 600,000 followers, shared a video saying that it was probably her last video, and she thanked her fans for their company and attention. She revealed she had been suffering from depression for a long time and was hospitalized for more than two months. Here's a quote from her. I appear to be happy, but this is all for show, all for social social media. I hope everyone will be happy when they see my videos and will see that I am happy too, but I can't hold on anymore. Uh, she previously shared that she couldn't let go of her ex-boyfriend and would sometimes feel very depressed over it, but her family says this was not the reason that she actually took her own life. Instead, they blame her death on the trolls on social media who egged her on to drink the pesticide. Terrible. Oh, man. You can't listen to these people. They're just awful. Screenshots show her holding a bottle of pesticide while the fans encourage her to drink it quickly. The video went viral, obviously. And we're just going to be seeing more and more and more of this, of people killing themselves on live video. This isn't the first. It won't be the last, sadly. Luol's friends say that her body's been cremated and they hope that those who are uh, responsible for causing her death indirectly would come forward to apologize. Well, uh, I wouldn't expect that from trolls. You can't really expect that. You can't expect much quality behavior from people that do this kind of stuff on social media. Encourage other people to kill themselves. I mean, are you, are you out of your mind? You know, and then you got to, hey, you guys got to live with yourselves for doing that. Yeah. But this is the state of affairs. <laughs> this is why. Jonesy, you're not having kids? No, no, not having kids. Guys, not having them. <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> Social media, that's why. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, guys, listen. Unplug yourself from social media. Get yourself a nice, stiff, cold brew. Roll yourself a spliff, sit in a sunbeam, and enjoy the present moment, the non-digital present moment. You're going to be okay. Yay! A man was arrested for unblurring Japanese pornography with software. Deep fake technology could practically reverse the pixelation in Japanese adult videos. This raises legal and ethical questions. Uh, 
Well, first of all, why, why are they pixelating these Japanese pornographic videos in the first place? It kind of ruins the whole point of it. If I want to watch porn, I want to see, I don't know, genitalia? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing with this blurred genitalia? Is anybody enjoying this? Japanese police on Monday arrested a man, 43-year-old. His name is Masayuki Nakamoto. He was using artificial intelligence to effectively unblur pixelated pornographic Japanese videos in the first criminal case in the country involving the exploitative use of this powerful technology. Uh, this man, Nakamoto, runs his own website. He lifted images of porn stars from Japanese adult videos and doctored them with the same method used to create realistic face swaps in what are called deep fake videos. You guys are familiar? You can take somebody's face and put it on a, uh, and put it in a video on some body. Yeah, uh, this creates nightmare scenarios. Uh, okay, so it says instead of changing the faces, though, you know, normally they swap faces. This guy, <laughs> he swapped genitalia. <laughs> this is great. He used machine learning software to reconstruct the blurred genitalia parts of the pornographic video based on a large set of uncensored nudes and then sold the content online. Penises and vaginas, it says here, are pixelated in Japanese porn because an obscenity law forbids the explicit depictions of genitalia, even in porn. Uh, Nakamoto reportedly made reportedly made about 11 million yen by selling about 10,000 manipulated videos and some photos as well. He pleaded guilty to charges of copyright violation and displaying obscene images and said that he did it for the money. He did it for the money. <laughs> no, I thought you did it for the... The philosophical idea that um, genitalia should not be pixelated or blurred in porn, sir. He was caught when the Japanese police conducted a cyber patrol. Oh, boy. Now it says here, photorealistic images created using AI are increasingly common and have raised many legal and ethical questions concerning privacy, sexual exploitation, copyright, and artistic expression. This is the first case in Japan where police have caught an AI user. At the moment, there's no law criminalizing the use of AI to make such images. And uh, Nakamoto was not charged with any offenses for violating the privacy of the actors that he used in the videos just for using the genitalia and uh, creating you know, pornographic images. Uh, he didn't use my genitalia. I'm very insulted. I have wonderful genitalia. I would have gladly <laughs> allowed him to use it. Is my penis on a Japanese man? <laughs> oh boy! It says here: uh, globally, victims of doctored videos, often women, and governments, are grappling with the proliferation of deep fakes. In Taiwan, a man was arrested also for selling deep fake porn. Um, Taiwanese President Tsai Ing Wen called the crime "online sex violence" and said that she would consider legalization against it. And not just pornography, the potential of using deepfakes to sow mistrust and manipulate public opinion politically was demonstrated in 2018 when a viral video showed Barack Obama calling Donald Trump a total and complete dipshit. Uh, so this technology can be abused. Um, and I would say it's something that we have to incorporate into our legislation, of course. And, and we'll get on it. We'll just see government always kind of lacks uh, technological innovations. They have to always play catch up. So they'll play catch up with this. It'll just take a 
a few people to have a <laughs> a penis put on them <laughs> or in them. Hello, my loyal listeners. I appreciate you for hanging tight, dealing with me. I hope I made you chuckle a little bit. Maybe you learned something about the world. How about that? Uh, I got some shout outs on Instagram and I want to tell these people that I love them. Uh, starting with Amy, who lives in England. Uh, she says, please never stop telling us stupid news stories, Jonesy. Uh, Weird AF News is part of my morning routine, and I effing love it. I was listen- listening to it today, and I also agree you can never trust a man with two first names. Seems sketchy. I agree, Amy. In England, you cannot trust a man with two first names. That's why I said that. Also, Amy from Washington State wrote to me, uh, I listen to your ridiculous news in the shower, Jonesy. <laughs> I appreciate you just being yourself for all of us to hear. I was cracking up this morning to the news from yesterday, and you were you were changing the language from men to women with penises. Way to stay ahead of the cancel curve, Jonesy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm trying not to get canceled, man. <laughs> I'm very uh, you know, I'm woke, guys. I'm woke. If you haven't, you know, I know I know I spend a lot of time in a closet, but believe me, I'm woke. All right. <laughs> If you guys want to uh, reach out to me on the gram, my uh, my handle my handle is at Funny Jones. Why do they call it a handle? I've always wondered this. Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at Funny Jones on Twitter too. Yeah, I got the Twitter thing going. I'm on Instagram way more though. You can drop me a DM. I'll respond. I appreciate all my listeners. I really do, and I, I like to engage. You know. And it's really me. It's not a bot. Some people are like, "Are you? Is this really you answering?" Yes, it's me answering. What do you think? I can afford a whole team of people to answer my messages? No. It's a one-man operation, man. <laughs> One man in a closet. What do you think this is? Anyways, uh, if you guys would like to support the show because you listen daily, it's part of your news routine like CNN or NPR or Fox or whatever it is, uh, I'd appreciate the, some support. And you can do so by going to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner, and then you can join the Patreon and uh, not only do you get to give me a couple bucks, which feels good, you also get to uh, get some extra Weird AF content. And you get your name on the closet wall, which is pretty cool too. Uh, you can also just buy me a cup of coffee, like a one-time donation off the website as well, weirdafnews.com. Check it out. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Much love. <laughs>